The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, we are back, and the Cowboys will be back on Pats today. I'm Amber Garcia, joined by Nick Inman, Derek Eagleton, and Mr. Dave Hellman. Are you happy? Yeah. Okay. What's up? Just making sure. You're, you seem very quiet this morning. I'm always happy. <laughs> How are you guys guard. doing? Great, great. Guard. I thought doing it was good. over here. I forgot we had to host I this. I told you, we're mixing this thing and up. And not a host. We're, we're mixing this thing up. Uh, Derek and I have team up yes. to be... Fight better hunger to be better <laughs> fight hunger we've teamed up, we've teamed up to make this better damber 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 that doesn't sound that good no, but anyway so bad, i last practice last padded Ambrick? practice i <laughs> Derek bar ambrick okay mm, no. Troy, that's when people are all Troy dating Derek. no but we're team like we're Den- team yeah Denifer. but the, you come up with I those names in hollywood when people are dating i can't date i'm married Exactly. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so last part of practice, we, well, I gave you guys a homework to watch oh. the defensive backs. So that's what we're going to get into every show. We're going to try to focus in one specific group. Yep. And today's topic, defensive back. So I want to go around the table to start it off and just kind of tell me your overall opinion of the group. From what we watched on, what was it, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Derek? Um, I was impressed and underwhelmed all at the same time. And the reason why I say that is because, and I think it's going to happen like this for both the defensive backs and the wide receivers. There's some moments when you see a, a spectacular play that one side makes, and then the next minute you'll see a spectacular play the other side makes. I don't think either one of those groups, and we're going to focus in on defensive backs, but I don't think there is a guy yet that has that has done just been so remarkable on the defensive side of the ball that every time he's out there you expect him to shut somebody down. Nor do I think they have those kind of players right now in the development of where they are as players. So I think you're going to see a little bit. Sometimes you see some wins. Sometimes you see some losses. I think that's just kind of the general nature of what this defensive back group will be. Yeah, the best defensive backs are going to be the ones that, that have good pressure up front. You know, And, and you're not going to see that a lot out here because – they're not going to just be flying to the ball and, and, and knocking the you know the ball out of the quarterback's hands or Hopefully rushing not. him to make those throws. So they're always going to be at a disadvantage. They do one-on-one drills, you know, wide open spaces there, and and you know they they get beat a lot. So I they, I mean they get beat most of the time in the one-on-one drills. So I I think they've been okay, um, but you're you're never really going to be great unless you've got these shutdown corners, and I don't know if they have that uh, right now. I think the receivers win those battles most of the time. Anything that stood out to you during that practice? I agree with all of that. I just overall I just feel really good about the competition at cornerback cuz I think you've got about five pretty solid guys. Yeah. I mean, you don't have probably don't have a lockdown corner on this team right now, but uh, You don't have to have one either. Let yeah, me be you clear don't. about that. No, yeah. you don't. Uh but I feel really good about it. Um It's we talked about this on the last show we did, which I guess was what? Saturday. No, we did a show yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, I'm dumb. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's hard to judge safeties 
And not only is it hard to judge safeties, but, like, there just aren't very many of them. Kayvon Frazier's not practicing right now. I don't know if he's going to practice today. Um, but so you, you're looking at Jeff Heath and Xavier Woods, and they're not really allowed to do the thing that makes them good at what they do. So it's hard to get a beat on that, but I feel good about the competition at cornerback. Well, let's start off and jump right into cornerbacks since safety is a deeper issue or bigger issue. And can I say so something real quick, Ann, yes. before you jump into that? See. Just so you guys know, we're uh, as we've been doing throughout training camp, we have a qu uh, question up on the mobile app. So if you guys want to interact with the show, uh, the question is, which defensive back are you most excited to see this season? And uh, we mentioned the normal group of characters, the three cornerbacks, Jordan Lewis, um, um, who else we have on there? Byron Jones, Cheeto Bay. Um, and then we also listed both uh, Jeff Heath and uh, what was the other one? Xavier, Xavier Woods. Woods. So you guys go out there. Let us know what you think. By the end of the show, we'll know what the fans think of that, which pl which player they're most excited to see in the secondary this year. All right. Perfect. Okay, so let's get into cornerbacks. And, again, we've, we've talked about Byron Jones moving back into position, and it's hard to – determine at this point whether he's going to be great or not we talked yesterday we talked about him being a great practice guy last year and so far this year he has proven to be that again now is this any different do you see any difference compared to last year that will make you feel positive that this change was worth the move that's a really interesting point because Byron Jones lit the world on fire at camp last year. He looked awesome at safety. Uh, and I think everybody on this show and probably the other shows we do would have said he was one of the two or three best performers of camp. And he wasn't bad last year by any stretch of the imagination, but he certainly wasn't the pro bowler that you might have hoped for coming out of training camp. Um, so I try to keep that in the back of my mind with everything I do and say. I think Byron does too, uh, for that matter. But – like I said yesterday, I just – he's so long and athletic, and I think that plays well to a position where I'm, – I'm simplifying it, but you really only have one job. You just take care of the guy across from you. Um, and I, like I said, I know there's more to it than that, especially with the defense Chris Richard runs, but um, I think that might be more suited to his athletic ability. Yeah, Nick, yesterday you touched on Jordan Lewis and him. You feel confident that he's going to step up and, yeah. and win that role, but – as of right now, the way that you're watching him in practice, you know, he's kind of the next guy up, you know, type yeah. of thing. And he's being left behind a little bit. And Chris Richard talked about him being a special guy, despite the that he's not necessarily the physique, the ideal physique for a corner. He still has a lot of ability to step up. Yeah, I think he he's the exception to the rule, and that's what um, – Chris Richard said, "I, you know, if, if the coach is going to come here and say this is the type of guy that he likes, you know, obviously, it, you know, you, you have to justify that. And, and guys like Byron Jones are going to make the move. And, I, and so far, he looks pretty good. I just think when the dust settles throughout the season, I think the best cornerbacks on the field are going to be Cheeto and, and Jordan Lewis. I think those two guys will rise to the front, whatever, however that that, that is, and wherever that they line them up as. Um, I think by the end of n this season, I think those two will be your clear-cut uh, cornerbacks. You know something really interesting I never noticed, and this was me and Brian watching practice, and he pointed it out, and I never paid attention to that, how long his arms are. Like, despite his height. Byron? No, 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 Jordan. Oh. Jordan Lewis, he has freaking long arms that come Which down to almost his knees, yeah. and I guess that That's pays off. That's why he's off. on this team. 
That's why yeah. he's on this team because yeah. he does not have the height but long, that they look for, but yeah. he's got the length. Yeah, so that <laughs> – I mean, I, I just never actually paid attention to that, and it's impressive just to see those freaking tentacles just coming out. But <laughs> Let's go back real quick, though, to what Nick was saying about Byron Jones. I, I look at Byron Jones, and do you at least – do you at all give him a little bit more – Give give the possibilities of him being a really good cornerback a little more chance when you think of it from the standpoint. He was drafted in the first round for a reason. He obviously yeah. had some amazing athletic ability. Um, and the Cowboys, since he's gotten here, they've kind of been like, okay, we'll play him a little bit at corner, and I think he's going to play a safety. He's going to be a safety. But then he wasn't – that safety wasn't what he did, and so now they got him back at corner. Being coming into the year, knowing he's going to play cornerback, preparing to play cornerback, right. preparing his body to play cornerback – do you expect that that gives him a better shot at being a quarterback? In which case, he ends up being the one of the better, one of the best two cornerbacks and keeps the starting job. Yeah, I mean, like he he's got a shot for it. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I don't think that this hasn't been one of Kyle Wilbur where they moved him back and forth. His, his rookie year, they were trying to figure out where to go with him. By his next year, he was a safety all the way, and he's safety. This is to me kind of his last shot. Um, because we didn't know he was going to be back for a fifth year. We didn't think that he would be, and and, and he is. And, you know, like, it makes some sense. He was getting, you know, he was a lot of piggyback rides at, there at safety. And so he, the, the, the physical stature to play safety really wasn't there for him. So now that, you know, this could be really good at corner, especially the way they're going to play him. I think if he does really well at corner, um, I think this goes well for him. Maybe a new contract here or somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes really well for your defensive uh, backs coach. Because no doubt. if That's this team doesn't win – go to the playoffs and all that stuff, there's going to be a lot of changes, and I think he will be one of them. Uh, a lot of people will be going out. He'll be going up, mm. I think. Yeah. Especially if a guy like Byron Jones because it's a specific thing. Hey, I, I like bigger corners. This is I like to play him here. He's been okay here. I'm going to move him here. Oh, he did well. Well, what else can we do here? Right. And I really think Chris Richard's a guy that is going to move up two levels. On Jump this from staff. position to head. And I don't, to be honest with you, whether it's here or somewhere else, I think <laughs> Two levels. his arrow is pointing up, and I think he certainly has that kind of potential for the future, at least all the things you hear about him and what people think about him. So I think that's, I don't think that's unfair to say. You're already making that call? At two levels. <laughs> here. Yes. I, I really believe that. If I, I think that he will be, if it if it, it doesn't happen this year, I, th I mean, if it doesn't happen at the end of the season, I mean, I think he'll be the next head coach of the Cowboys. Wow. Wow. I said two levels. No, but you just said, like, I think he'll be the – that's a pretty uh, big statement. The, the coordinator? I, mean, I think – That's what I, that's where I think his potential <laughs> is. I really do. I right. think – And I think I guys like the Byron Jones experiment and th stuff like that is a good way to start. Right. I, I think, know he's never coached well, <laughs> a game yeah, here. But okay. That's, I mean, that – derails the topic a little bit sorry i know i i think i think the world of Chris what, Richard, I, do. I do too yeah i, I think, think everybody does and i think he'll be an nfl head coach but in this in the scenario you're postulating you're talking about a house cleaning and i just don't think that you hire a guy from the old staff to be your head coach if you're cleaning house i think you go i mean unlike the last time if it's happened a couple well, no, times. Well, all right you're <laughs> i mean if you want to hire i guess you know if, if it's another situation like how Jason Garrett got the job, yeah. where you're making the change. I'm thinking more like if you make the change in January. Gotcha. I don't, I, you know, like if you're going to fire Jason Garrett after eight years, I think you're going to go do something just new and completely fresh in a different direction and blah, blah, blah. He's R fresh. He's, but he's the, he's the DB's. Co I just, I, I, I don't see it. It's fine. I might be yeah. wrong. I, um, I think 
to get to get yeah. more on the topic <laughs> to get more on the topic at hand, uh, I don't think Byron Jones would have had his fifth year option exercised if Chris Richard hadn't joined the staff. To be yeah, perfectly honest, so, which yeah. is why I think. Byron Jones is going to start 16 games at cornerback for this team. Um, he might not make the Pro Bowl, but I like you know I brought up Brandon Carr yesterday. I think it's going to be like he'll be good enough to do the job. He's got his coach's confidence, uh, and I said this yesterday too. If Jordan Lewis is going to crack the starting lineup, I think it's far more likely to be at nickelback at least for the time being. Which uh, you know I'm not trying to dog the guy too hard, but Anthony Brown has had his slips here in these first couple of days of practice, which I'll be curious to see because. We know Chris Richard likes his big corners. He said Jordan Lewis is the exception. He's been second team since the team started practicing, even back in May. Mm -hmm. um, so if Anthony Brown struggles and they don't give Jordan Lewis a shot, that's really curious to me, and it says a lot about how Chris Richard feels about what he needs to run this defense. Cause, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to ask you, do you guys think that at the position that Jordan Lewis is at right now, could this mess up with the, his development? Maybe a guy that we saw last year that was, you know, turning into something really good and was shining. Now you kind of put a step in front of him and kind of stop his his progress a little bit just to give Byron Jones the chance. Do you think this affects him in a negative way? I, I don't, I, I, because these corners play a lot. I mean, I, I, it's it's no different than. Orlando Skandrick in his second year, and he was a guy that was like battling with Mike Jenkins, and he didn't get the job, and he was a little bit of a funk for a little while, but then he played a lot. He still played, and he kept moving up, and if, if those cornerbacks have a chip on their shoulder, then I th they, they seem to play better with that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to mess up his progress. And at this point in their career, I actually like the competition. I prefer for young cornerbacks for them to have competition than to have it's your job. Like, I want them having to go out there and prove that they are the guy that should be in that position. Uh, rather than them having it kind of solidified for them as they go into training camp. So I think that's a good thing. I, that's what I like about this team overall. It's so young that almost every position, there's competition going on because they know everything's up in the air. There aren't a lot of solidified things where we absolutely can't take this guy out of the lineup other than the offensive line. Right. Uh, so everybody, every other position, these guys can really battle and, and figure out where they belong. Not only that, but as a second-team corner, I mean – Jordan Lewis is getting just as many reps as Anthony Brown is. You know, he's doing all the one-on-ones. He's doing all the seven-on-sevens. And maybe the second team gets a few fewer reps than the first team, but, like, not by this significant margin. Right. If he's not if he's not one of the top three corners by the time the season starts, then I worry about hindering his growth. But then again, cornerbacks play so much in today's NFL, and you've got to count on an injury somewhere at some point. So but thinking about I'm it from not that, losing sleep about it. Thinking about it from that standpoint of – Let's assume that Byron plays the whole season. Let's assume Byron has a really good season. Then you do have to make a decision because if, if Byron's contract's up, but he had a really great season well, and it, you believe in where he's going. His contract's not up, though. Well, That's, if, if it gets to a point where the Cowboys are going to have to make a decision on his contract, right? At, at the end of this year, do they not have to no, make a decision? they already made that decision. Chris Richard was like, we're re-upping him. He's so the fifth, fifth year is not this next year, it's year. next year. Yeah. So they this got him for two years. This yeah. is the fourth year. So does that become... Again, the question I still think still remains, does that then become a little bit of a hindrance to Jordan? If you get into a sec another year where Jordan doesn't make the the, yeah. the, the starting lineup, could. does that affect his, his development? A it could. Bit? I don't but you know, if Byron plays at the level they want him to, it'll be a nice problem to have. I mean having too many corners is yeah, not a problem. <laughs> having exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, let's go ahead and take our first break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to get into the whole safety position. Safety. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> 
It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. All right, we are back. We just got done discussing cornerback, and now we're going to jump right into safety, one of my favorite topics because it's one of the most upsetting. Still, so. yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we've beaten it to death, Amber. Oh, we've talked about it over and over and over again, but, hey, the problem is still there, so I guess we just have <laughs> to keep talking about raise, it. <laughs> you raise a valid point. You do. So, as of right now, Dave, you mentioned over and over how hard and difficult it is is to evaluate some of the safeties out here. But at this point, and we, we've heard the Cowboys talk about the possibility, if needed, down the line to move Cheeto to safety. And that's something that we've all come down to an agreement that we don't like that idea, right? I think Nick does. You do, Nick? I mean, I think, he's a, I think he's the best corner you've got. And and I I think that it, he could be really good there, and you need a great corner. Um, if if this whole thing about what well, we pay Byron and what about Jordan Lewis, all this stuff, if, if that really is still happening and your safety's not doing well, then I can kind of see it. I I just doubt that that's going to be the case. But if you have problems at safety, then then you're going to have to move somebody over there. Is it Byron? Is it Cheeto? I think you move somebody, or you trade for one, if there's one available. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, no, I'm trying to keep Cheeto right where he is. Uh, hopefully, Kayvon Frazier can get back on the field quickly. I, I mean, if it if it's a blood disorder, I, it, you know, it's not a hamstring. Take all the time you need figuring that out. But, uh, um, but no, yeah, I, d I don't want to do that. And so hopefully we see as much of these three guys. But if it's not going to be a blockbuster deal, like, you know, you know who, 
Uh, and they clearly, for whatever reason, they don't seem interested in signing a guy like Kenny Vaccaro. Trey Boston's off the market finally. Um, that seems like a type of situation where maybe you trade a late-round pick or a surplus player for a veteran You know, when you make those roster cuts. It happens every year. They've done it for tight ends and cornerbacks and D-linemen in the past. And uh, I, they did it for a safety in 2014, actually. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, that's something that I, you know, maybe you bolster your depth that way. And the beauty of that strategy is they get to see what these other guys can do. I think they are legitimately interested in seeing if they have enough with Jeff Heath and Xavier Rhodes and uh, whenever K. Xavier Bunch, Rhodes is a I'm sorry, not Xavier Rhodes. cornerback for the yeah, Vikings. A very good cornerback very, for the Vikings. Very, very, very good cornerback. Uh, Xavier for the Woods, I'm sorry. That'd be good. Um, that would be then, nice, yeah. Yeah, and, and then even Kayvon when he comes back. I think they're interested in seeing what they have, um, and that gives them the ability to kind of go through camp, see what those guys can do, and then they can better address what they think the option should be if they're going to look outside. Uh, because they'll know we need a guy just for depth or we need a guy to come in here and be a starter. They'll have a little more understanding of that, I think. So let's say they, they do feel comfortable at the beginning of the season with what they have right now and they go in. At what point does it become long enough for them? Let's say they're not doing great. What is the timeline that you would estimate for them to actually say, okay, hold on, guys, we need to make a move here and get someone to come in and – actually help at the position trade deadline and whenever that is october maybe honestly and okay maybe it just depends it's like week, a, it's week six i think is but like i said it's it's not just a safety issue it's the whole team is this team good yeah. enough to go and just fix a problem or in, and, and to go into next year's draft picks by doing that or do you just say you know what we got issues there we got issues over here we're gonna have issues and you know and and, and kind of from that standpoint, I mean, I could see Jason Garrett because, like we've said, I mean, if they don't do well, then then there's going to be big changes at the end of the season. So I think you 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 know you go with ev for everything that that you can. I mean, you're trying to see right now if these safeties are good enough, but I, I bet you your timeline is probably not even into the season. I bet couple weeks here, couple yeah. weeks of camp, and then you're like, all right. I'm just and for the I mean like I, it's hard for me to evaluate, but the early returns on Xavier seem very positive. I, I had a con I had a conversation in the cafeteria last night with somebody who was like, his instincts are off the charts. He's he knows exactly where to be. He knows exactly what he's doing out there. Which, that's great to hear. But the thing that worries me is it's it's thudding up. You know, and this isn't football, and it's not another team that's scheming against you. Um, so I want I mean, if Xavier could be great all the way through, and I hate to continually doubt the guy, but when the and uh, when the ammunition is live, does it change? And if it does, what do you do? Because I mean, I've said it more times than I can count. It's the only position where they haven't really tried to fortify themselves, and that worries me. But you believed in this guy when they were drafting him. You believed wholeheartedly in him. So, and I think they did too. So obviously they drafted him. So at some point you got to figure out if he can do it, right? Yeah, but. You know, well, it's kind of like riding a bike with training wheels as opposed to without. It sure would be nice to have a backup plan. I, you know, you know, easier said than the, done. The yeah. thing about Woods is that it. I maybe I'm just greedy. I mean, if you made the trade to get to get Earl Thomas, then Xavier Woods would still have a really big role because he is a unique player that can actually play a slot corner. Like he he can do some things in your nickel packages. I mean, maybe yeah. him and Heath rotate some things. Heath is still, you know, trying to solidify himself as a starter 
just give me the six-time Pro Bowler. I'll, I'll take him, okay, because we, we, we need him. And then we'll figure out where to put Woods and Heath and all that stuff. But you've got a guy that doesn't want to be over there. He wants to be over here. He's really, really good, and he wants to play here for years to come. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think the far more likely scenario is uh, the Saturday before the season – no, actually, not the Saturday. The Saturday before the season, they'll cut the roster down to 53. 52. No, they'll cut it down. They'll cut it. They'll they cut literally it. just go to 52. No, they'll cut it to 53, and some poor guy will be like, yeah, made I'm a it. cowboy. Mark and Weston Huff made the team. Sunday morning, uh, you'll, it'll, you'll, they'll it trade happens. first, and it'll, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. What? Okay. He, all right. He did some stuff, and he'll be your fourth safety. That's what I think is going to happen. It's not that guy. No, 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 no. Not, it'll be yeah. like, oh yeah, okay. Like he, I remember him. He in the played. Draft. He played for the Packers for a couple years. Okay, all right. Yeah. And it's not going to get you excited, but you'll be like, well, he's played. Like, yeah, because when be you like start Broadney Pool type, when you start the exact <laughs> same thing they did last year with Ben Ben Aben Wickery, the exact same thing. You said, oh, he picked off Romo on Thanksgiving a couple years ago. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think when you start thinking about this thing, it just makes more sense that I just I'm resigned to the fact that that Earl Thomas thing isn't happening this year. Mm. Because think about it like this: mm. if, like you said, Nick, he doesn't want to be there, he wants to be here, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Cowboys know that, so why give up anything for him this year? He's going to be a free agent next year. So, one more year, you take a year. Let's see what these safeties can do, and you get to see what they can do in 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 live games, and then you know kind of whether you need to go out and get. And spend what? the money on him because what? that's the other thing. What? If if they if they go through this season and they feel really good about where Xavier Rhodes is, Woods. I'm sorry, Xavier Woods. Is <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? If, if they feel really good about where Xavier Woods is, then they don't need to go out and spend the money that it would take for get, Earl Thomas. We're that's get a good double argument. Double tampering here because we <laughs> we're, hitting we're hitting everybody. We're getting everybody from around the league. He's available. He's yeah. on like an eight-year deal. He is. That, that's they a locking good, up everybody over there. That's a good point. If people's jobs were not in the line, if this Guess season what? didn't matter as much, but the person that's making the decision, his job is not on the line. Yeah. Okay, his job yeah. ain't going anywhere, right? Steven ain't going anywhere. Jerry ain't going anywhere. So they can make that decision and say, when it comes to personnel, they make the personnel decisions. So when it comes to that, they can decide, hey, we're gonna we're gonna hold well, on this and we'll see what happens. Well, the, I mean, you you just have to wonder. Does he? Let's say that you're waiting until next year. Is Earl Thomas going to? re-sign with the team that he's on maybe but what again what you know is he has said but he, he might wants like to be here he might like philly he might I like get all that but him. he has said come get me he walked in the locker room he he has made it clear i want to be a cowboy so in that kind of instance like they have every reason to believe if he's a free agent they got they at least got the inside track to be able to get his services right maybe mm -hmm. but let's it's easy to say that until somebody's on the open market True, do it now. but I think that I think they they would feel pretty good about their ability to be able to woo him I, here, I really knowing wonder, that he wants to I be. I wonder here. what it would take. I wonder what it would take if the phone call was made right now. Like, what would it take? Second round pick. That's it. Second round for next year. I just don't think the Cowboys would do that. Why? And at this point, I don't know that they have to. Kevin Escobar, <laughs> Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence. Wow. I'll keep going Kyle all day. Lawrence. I know. That's all <laughs> okay. I got. That's all I got. Let's end it. Let's you end go, it right now. Are you going to go all the way to Sean Lee and <laughs> no, just skip Bruce that's, Carter? That's like the best I can do. So <laughs> I threw my best one out there at the beginning. So well, I, I think it's a two and a, and a, and a six. 
two and a six. I think you got to give something else. A two and a six. I just think I don't even know if they were ready to give a two. So tell me, you got to give a two <laughs> and a six? I, I'm sorry, I don't see that happening. Here's what I they think. Were, they were, they, the, the, the Cowboys' brain trust is going to be sold or, or already is sold on Xavier Woods, and they might Not be Rhodes? Oh, sorry. Okay. Let's Don't stop. try to throw me off. Stop this. They might be right, and they might be wrong. But, like, I uh, like nothing is going to happen in the next four weeks that's going to dissuade them. That's what, and, and I'm giving Xavier credit for that. He's going to play well enough yes. that they're going to say, we got this figured yeah, out. And, yeah. and they might be right. They might be wrong, too. But I think that's what's going to happen. Now that brings me to the next question. We kn I know we have the preseason games and that's still not really seeing your main guys play, but is it concerning uh, that we see some of these guys that aren't necessarily able to go out and hit hard like real football, but go up against receivers that not necessarily are big names and have not been proven yet. Now, how do you really evaluate their level going up against the guys that we have right now who do have talent and have been shining so far, but are not your, you know, flashy big yeah. star players? I don't think it does happen out here, honestly. For that reason alone, I think that Woods and, and Heath will play well and do some good things, and, you know, but go out to San Francisco or, or go to the next preseason game and do some things there, good or bad, and that's where people will start making more decisions on, oh, man, maybe they're not very good. You know, I mean, I, I don't I, – I, or maybe they are really good. I, yeah. I just think it's hard to do it out here because if, it, if, if great things happen, we say it all the time, if great things are happening for the defense, you know, and they're covering up these tight ends, then the first thing we're going to hear is, I need to get new tight ends because the tight ends can't beat these. You know, it's just the way it is in practice. It's a great, uh, great example from, I guess it was probably Sunday's practice. Zeke, they had a hell of a play on a screen where Connor and Travis and um, Lyle all got out in space. And, I mean, Zeke picked up big yardage. And he would have picked up big yardage regardless. But uh, Xavier came from deep in the field, took a great angle, was right in position, and if it had been live football, he would have lit Zeke up. Like, I mean, it was you can watch it on video. It was there. But he didn't. And so the your your mental concept of the play changes completely because right. if if Xavier Woods just decletes Zeke on the sideline, you're like, what a badass play. But he didn't, so you're like, man, Zeke's well, awesome, and the defense didn't know what the hell they were doing here. Well, that would have been our first fight of camp. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> that no, which, hey, no, for the record, do not declete the star running cut, back at no, training first camp. cut of camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do not declete the is star running back. Is that all it takes? Yeah. that all it takes right there? Just No, he makes a hit like that. Yeah, you, you know, James Washington used to do that for years back in the 90s. He, he caused fights by knocking out Alvin Harper and stuff like that. But, but you know, sometimes the defense needs – that kind of thing. You don't want to hurt any anybody, but you know they've been getting beat pretty good on these one on ones and even seven on sevens, and so they need somebody to kind of step up that way. You don't you don't want to hurt anyone, but right. you need to set the tone well, a little bit. Stay away from twenty one. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't <laughs> don't touch. Hit somebody else. Don't like touch any Rod part Smith. Of, hit him, hit yeah. Rod Smith. Don't, don't touch any part yeah. of two one four. So in exactly, either one of them. Yeah. Right. In, in that case, you being a guy that's looking at you know watching these players here at training camp and evaluating or trying to evaluate them the best way that you possibly can, what is something that you look for to give you somewhat of confidence that okay, this guy is looking good. It, that's a good point, and that's what Dave was saying by talking to somebody over there about, you know, the guy's aware. He knows what's going on. He can see the stuff happening. 
be in position to hit Zeke. Be in position. Don't be way over here and oh, you would have missed him. Be there and and make you know make it where okay, we couldn't hit right there, but you were there to make the play. I assume you're going to make the play. You saw the tight end go in motion here, and you're the one that yelled to get the linebacker over here. And Jeff moved here, and you moved to the back. Be just recognize things like that. That's the start. That's the best you can really do out here. Yeah, I also make plays on the ball if it's up in the air. You know that yeah. kind of stuff. I also note with with Jones, one of the things I noticed in both the two big plays he's had out here. Um, was that in both situations he was trailing the, the receiver and he had the ability to catch up and then to be able to get in position and go up and in one instance actually get the ball, which I know a lot of fans are like, well, that ball was underthrown. Guess what? There are a ton of underthrown balls in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Not every time cornerbacks come down with the ball. The ability to actually track it, go up and get it, and then come down with the catch, that still is something that's valuable. And that, that's the difference between batting a ball down and getting an interception, and that's a huge difference. A turnover means everything. So um, when you can see those kinds of skills, I think that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for is how do they? How are they playing? Are they, are they able to, when they get beat, are they able to catch up? Are they able to run from behind a receiver and still be able to get back into position? You know, those are the kinds of things that will tell you a lot about once you right. get into the regular season. When it's going and, and you actually are hitting, those things don't go away. Your ability to be able to keep up with receivers and not get beat, uh, I think that still matters, right? Right. Yeah. So a guy that some people love and some people hate, Jeff Heath. And we've talked about him since the, he, he was a big hype last year at training camp because who he hates Jeff Heath. Yeah, find me somebody <laughs> who hates Jeff Heath. Derek Carr? I hate them. <laughs> there are uh, people. Derek Carr. I hate, if you okay. hate Jeff Heath, I hate you. There, there is a Talking to you. <laughs> handful of people that do hate <laughs> Jeff Heath. But um, how, like, how is I don't he? like the idea of Heath. Okay. Okay, sorry. Whatever, okay. Nick. Can I finish? Finish. Right. <laughs> finish. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he he turns out to be uh, one of the more veteran guys here on the team. What has been his role right now, and how is he looking out there on the field thus far? I think he looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> I think that he uh, – A ringing endorsement. <laughs> No, I think he, I think he looks good. Um, I I noticed some stuff early, like the first day or two, uh, just him being a little bit more vocal than I've heard out of the past uh, from him, um, and that's that's something I guess that that's definitely needed uh, in this secondary. You know, with with not having a lot of veteran voices out there. So, um, but but yeah, he he's looked he's looked good. I mean, I haven't nothing stood out, but yeah. you know, he's a guy. He's he just he reminds me of Barry Church. Like he's not he's not a flashy player. Like he's not. I, he's not going to flash doing the type of stuff that you have to do out here. You know right. what I mean? Like fi- fitting in the run game, uh, you know, being that last line of defense. Like he's he's not Byron Jones. He's not going up to bat that type of stuff away. Um, and he's he's deceptively fast, but he's st- he just doesn't have that freakish type of athleticism like a Byron Jones that just flashes to you in a situation like this. That's the thing I keep saying over and over again is if Jeff Heath is the best player in your secondary, you're probably in trouble. But if he's the worst player in your secondary, your secondary is probably pretty good, which I think you could have said the same thing about Barry Church. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what I look at it is that he's surrounded by more talented guys, which can only help him. And on he has not jumped out at me one time since we've been out here, but I don't really expect him to. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is I actually think he's a better playmaker than, than Barry Church. Like, he's got a better nose for the football. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the kind of guy, like you say, it doesn't show all the time out here. But you get him in game situations, yeah. and he seems to just kind of be around the ball, and, and things just kind of happen. So you can say what you want about Jeff Heath, but I, I'd be hard-pressed to find another 
player in this secondary over the last few years that's made as many plays yeah, that have mattered in games. And talk as he about has. instincts. He yeah. has really good instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Roll your eyes all you want. He's led the team in picks three years in a row. And now maybe that's an indictment on the rest of the team a little bit, but he's kind of goes to your theory of if he's your best player, it's probably not great. Right. But if he's your worst player, if yeah. you go back and, and and I've talked to him about this. You go back and you ask anybody, ask the fans what they don't like about him. Name name a play that they didn't like. It's always They're, stuff that happened six years his ago. His rookie year. Yep. And it's three players, and every one of those players that made a play over him have has been called a super freak in the NFL. Megatron jumped over him. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> jumped over Jeff How Keith. can that happen? Um, Adrian Peterson carried him to the end zone, and Jimmy Graham beat him on a couple of uh, plays that, that game as well. I mean, rookie year, and I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but, I mean, th that's what people stand out. Well, those guys have made a career, and some of them are going to be in Canton because of that, mm -hmm. you know, and because of, that's what they did two to a lot of people. Two of the three will be in Canton, yeah. Huh? Two of the three will definitely three, be in Canton. I don't Canton. know about Jimmy Graham. No, that's what I'm saying, but two of the three we know definitely will be in, in, in Canton. <laughs> Jimmy Graham's not done, and he's got – That's my point. And like, he got Aaron Rodgers We now? know right now two of three will be in, yeah. maybe a third one, but we know two of the three will be in Canton. So, and yeah, maybe, I think it's a great point. Maybe four or four. Heath. <laughs> All right, guys, we're, we're going to be Break taking time. questions. <laughs> if you want to call us, call us in at 972-497-4400. You're so rude, Nick. 972-497-4400 if you want to call. <laughs> okay. Cowboys I don't fans know. know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. With dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to the break. All right, guys, we're going to be taking phone calls. And if you want to hit us on Twitter, you can tweet at us at Cowboys Break and send us whatever question or comment you may have. In the meantime, you know, when you're out here at training camp, you want to be comfortable. 
right? Because you, you got some heat and then you got some the cold comfortness. You're outside all it's day. Life. It is. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm a yeah. man, if I'm a man. Or a woman. Or a woman. Yeah, true, but I, I haven't experienced that just yet. But if I'm a man and get you on the phone with yeah, somebody, and I want some comfortness all around my area, what what do I? How do I do that? Your nether regions. Uh, <laughs> well, I recommend you go to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys because they will hook you up with twenty percent off the most comfortable pair of underwear you've ever owned. They got workout underwear. They got regular underwear. They got like shorter underwear, like it's they got everything, and huh? it's just you know they got the different styles, like depending on how far down the oh yeah, if you, you want, want like go, the yeah. one that goes all the way down to your <laughs> yeah. knee or the one depending that goes on your size. High. I want I basically <laughs> want I want compression shorts is what I want. I'm gonna <laughs> just leave it yours. No wedges, shoes. no adjustment needed. So Tommy John. Tommy uh, John. Yes, Tommy John. All right, we have a call from Jack in Arizona. What up, Jack? Hey guys, how are you guys doing today? Great. Good. Besides enjoying the weather, it looks like, unfortunately, I'm Beautiful. in 115 degrees, so you guys Ooh. are, I'm jealous. <laughs> Come on out, man. It's not too late. <laughs> Sorry about Would that. love it. Hey, quick question. Um, recently, Nick Eatman, you were saying that you've been noticing the deep ball a lot more um, this year in camp, and I guess the question that we always hear about Dak is the completion ratio. Is he completing some of those deep balls? And then my next question is for everybody. Uh, we know our old line is probably our best group out there right now. Who would you say is the second best group? Would hmm. it be our DBs? Would you say our linebackers, our running backs? So I'll uh, I'll listen to the call. Thanks, guys. All right, All right thank, you. thank you. On the deep ball, um, yeah, I, I think there, there's been some of that, um, some, some completions there. Not not all. I mean, it's not a, a high complete, uh, you know, completed pass. But you know, you can still have it can still be effective just by throwing it. That that can you know, sometimes you can get a pass interference there. Sometimes and just just to move people back when you have Zeke and you know you're going to run the ball. Just that threat of knowing that we will uh, go deep. That you can you can have some some benefits there, and you don't have to complete every one of them. But uh, yes, it would be nice to com to get those down the field a little bit. And I have seen that some. Which I would agree. I mean, I, you're going to scheme to the strength of your quarterback's game. Which in full team eleven on eleven scenarios. I don't think I've seen Dak throw a true deep ball, meaning like, you know, 25 or more yards down the field more than like three times, four times. I mean, in two padded practices. Yeah. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, second best. Running back is my call. Running that's, back. I was yeah, say the same thing. It's, you're right, but that's just because Zeke is so good. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. That's fine. Uh, I, I, you know. Alabama's coaching staff is the best. Cornerback. I'll say I really I feel Cornerback. yeah they d I mean they've made plays they haven't uh, they should be making plays these wide receivers are unproven but I think they've handled themselves really well yeah for the most part obviously I mean you're not gonna they've gotten beat sometimes too but for the most part I think they've played well but I'll, I'll, I mean to say about running back I think Rod Smith has got some kind of role on this team other than just special teams. They're going to mm -hmm. figure out a way to get him the ball. I think Jameez Olawali is going to really do more than just be a fullback. He's going to do some things as well. So even if Zeke is not on the field, every play, I think that they've got some, some depth there um, and, and some unique yeah. uh, skill set. So that's right. why. Hey. And Darius Jackson's back, and I think he's actually looked pretty say. good out here. Now, you don't know because they're not getting hit, obviously, but 
But yeah, yeah I, Darius Jackson looks looks pretty good. He looked good when he was in camp years ago. But Darius I, and Bo are going to lead the team yeah. in preseason rushing yards. No so, doubt. I mean, yeah. that's not. Yeah, it, it's a nice group. I feel good about it. All right, guys. Here is a question from Twitter: If Randy Gregory and Coney Ely make the roster for Week One, which four pass rushers are you interested on third and long? Mm. Okay, I would love. All right, we're gonna for the purposes of this, we're gonna say Dave, David Irving suspended for the first month of the season, but that's a stretch. For the, I would love and a third and long if he's really ready to go and you can count and and he's healthy and acclimated to football, I would love to see Randy Gregory at right end, Tank at left end with Malik and Tyrone Crawford in the in the middle. That sounds great to me. Can I make one exception to that? Sure. I love that that lineup, but. I would love it if they could figure out if maybe Coney Ely could play that defensive tackle spot where you had Crawford. I would, I would like, like to see, to see that him as well. There because I think he's a big guy, so obviously the size wouldn't be an issue, but he's got a quick step. I think guards would have a hard time keeping up with him with his quickness. So I'd love to see him if they could po possibly push him down on, on I agree. third downs. No. Uh, For uh, the record, tackle. I, What's wrong, I, I, like that? Um, I No, that's all good. Yeah. It's just that you know if you draft somebody in the first round, to, to be a good player, you would think Taco would need to be <laughs> there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. And I'm okay if Taco's n the guy instead but, but, of Randy Gregory. But Gregory's but a wild card here. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was, he was like he's like a, some bonus player. I'd like either one of those in that spot. Like, I'm good That's with either one equally. It also depends on how long are we talking here. I mean, what is third and long? Third and seven or more. Something where you feel pretty good they're throwing the ball. That they're not going to yeah. gash you with a run? Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably third and seven, third and eight. They'll rotate. They're rolling. They will. And Rushman. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it already. I, I, I really Taco needs to be out there, too, at some point. I believe Taco is going to take a step, but that's – I mean, that's – I know this sounds dumb to say about a first-round pick, but he's not that – I mean, look at Randy Gregory. Like, Randy Gregory's a freak. He was, like, custom-built to rush the passer. And I Taco's not that type of guy, and they knew he wasn't that type of guy when they drafted him. Yeah. He's a different kind of player. Yeah. Uh, but I just so. I, I'm I'm limited in what I'm willing to allow myself to believe that Randy can do this year. Just I know how long he's been on football. That doesn't mean he can't resume that at some point. But I just I'm really hesitant to think that, that he's going to get I'm much. I'm really this year. trying to keep my mm. foot on the brake of yeah. the Randy Gregory yeah. train because it's just not fair to him to no, put it's to, not, to put those expectations. It's not on fair to him, yeah. and it's not fair to fans who are and anybody like. Oh, Sack's coming, and then it just yeah. doesn't happen. And right. then you're mad at a guy for thinking something you never should have been thinking. Right, exactly. I, if he plays more than, like, 20 snaps in the season opener, that would be a, a stupendous success, in yeah. my opinion. I think they're going to have a, a, a balance every week trying to figure out, does he even be, is he even active? Yeah. Can we get him enough quality snaps to, to justify him having one of these 46 yeah. spots. I, I don't know. I don't know if they if they can because Which if he can't just – if that's all he's going to do is rush the passer, then I don't know if it, uh, you can justify it. The fun of that is if we set the expectations super low, which we're trying to do right now, it'll be that much more fun if he breaks them. But mm -hmm. I, it's not fair to put those kind of expectations Go on the guy. Randy! We'll be very <laughs> – all cheering for him I mean, god yeah man okay let's take a call from randy speaking of hey. in kansas okay guys a couple of things if i know i don't want to beat this earl thomas thing up but if the front office had a chance to get a starting defensive tackle a three technique defensive tackle do you think they would take that over a possible trade for earl thomas and do you see cam kelly making this team 
Hmm. Okay. So defensive tackle, like a trade, also. I I would Im- <coughs> I, I I I would imagine if I had to guess, Randy had like Hankins in the back of his mind saying that. I, I think they would have done that if they wanted to by now. Um, again, defensive tackle is another place where I could see them maybe adding a guy with a trade or, you know, somebody good, you know, a veteran gets cut at the end of roster cuts. Maybe they pick him up and, and add him. But defensive tackle is just so mystifying because of the way Rod Marinelli views his guys. It's the same thing in the draft. Is like logic says you should do this. Marinelli's got his own opinions. Uh, you know, they don't value one techniques as first-round picks, so how much are they going to be willing to pay for a free agent or trade for one? Um, he loves Jihad Ward. They had a good grade on him. He's here. Uh, Detone Jones is getting a lot of reps. Uh, and then you hope Malik Collins and David Irving rotate back in. Like, me, personally, I would view that as something I would want to do. I don't, I don't know how they feel, and I kind of think that they don't feel that way. Yeah. Um, but – Again, I'm I'm curious to see what they do at cut time with this team because I think it could be interesting. Cam Kelly. Oh, um, Cam Kelly. Yeah. I think, you know, it's it's early. I mean, but he's 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 a big guy that 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 you know has got the skill set that they're they're looking for. Big, long uh, player, and you know he's got to go out here and 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 make plays. I. He's got he's got as good a shot as anybody. I did. He's got as good a shot as anybody. That's the interesting thing is like. Uh, you know, even was it last year or two years ago, they had Robert Blanton. Like, there's always been a fourth safety where you're oh, yeah. like, well, you know, th- this this guy's got the inside track and somebody's going to have to beat him. That's not the case this year. Like, there's re- there's three established safeties. Uh, I think Cam Kelly's got just as good a shot as Marqueston Huff, who is the probably your fourth safety right now. So just hopefully he can string some good practices together. And, and what was his story? You wrote a story on the way. What, what's his it's Kind of a unique. Uh, it's awesome. He's from Wiley, Texas, which is in North Dallas. Or excuse me, he's from Murphy, Texas, but he went to high school in Wiley. Murphy. But, um, his his high school coach like owned a moving company, and every summer they would move like all of this, all the equipment that the Cowboys take out to California. He would load it up. He would go to Valley Ranch, and and put it in the trucks and help him ship it out here. So Valley Ranch. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He was like. He was like, I think it's called Valley Ranch. Yeah, Valley like that's Ranch? what the facility used to be called. And like, yeah, he was like, it. you know, <laughs> he was like, you know, this was back in the days, like when they had DeMarcus Ware and Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, yeah, yesterday? yeah, I know, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for making me feel old. But yeah, so I don't know. I just it's cool that you know he he had a role to play with Cowboys training camp as a kid, and now he's out here trying to make the team. It's that's pretty cool. cool. That's yeah. awesome. And yesterday we touched on. Well, I mentioned Charles. Charles Tapper, and I just want to get your opinion. Steven Stones is asking through Twitter about Charles and his role, and we know his history thus far, and what happens now. Do you, do you still have hope for him? Do you expect him to do anything that will actually make something out of the thing about The thing about Tapper is that he's going to have position. He, he's going to have, if he's healthy, going to go to those preseason games and He's going to get to play a lot. Marcus Lawrence, they're not going to they're not going to do a lot with him. I can't imagine Randy Gregory's going to just play a ton in preseason games. Either. Tyrone Crawford probably not either. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So He's probably going to start a lot of pre- so a few preseason games. It's like Ryan Russell a year or two ago where he just got like every snap played the whole game. I think I think he could play a lot of the game. But this is the time in his Taco's career. Taco's not going to play a ton either. 
Well, probably not. Well, this is the time in his career when he's got to start showing something. Sure. Like this is, but this is the point where he's probably at risk a little bit of not making the team. Like, not a little bit. Well, I'm just saying, right. like you know how. But early on, he's going to get every opportunity. It gets to a point where it's like, all right, you got to show but it. But my point is, is he's playing with the threes. Yeah. So he gets to play with the ones. In the twos, yeah. and then the threes, he's to play all that whole time because he's in all of these, all of these position groups. Right. I, mean, I mean, all of these, um, you know, depth charts. Yeah. So this is gonna sound pessimistic, and not, I mean, you know, no, Dave, <laughs> stop. I'm, I mean, I'm, j- I'm thinking of it purely from Charles Tapper's mindset. Randy Gregory getting reinstated is the worst thing that could have happened to him, and I'm like, he, he wouldn't say that, and he probably doesn't see it that way. Yeah. But that's me, who's doing the 53 projection is. You could you could find a spot for him if he played well, but it gets way harder if Randy Gregory is eligible to be on the team. Uh, maybe they keep as many as six defensive ends, and that could help him out if they feel really good about their depth, but you can't count on that. And so Tank's making the team, Tyrone's making the team, uh, Taco's making the team, and you assume Randy's making the team. So Tapper's got some work. I mean, Coney yeah. Ely's a guy that maybe he could beat out, but he's going to – Let's gonna say Tapper stays healthy and does really well during preseason. What do you do there? He's absolutely you, got – and keep him then. If he plays really well and is healthy and in Randy? the preseason, you find a way to – yeah, you find yeah, a way to keep him. If, if, he's, if he's a good pass rusher, because he's got this athletic ability, if he, yeah. if he actually stays healthy and does well in the preseason – yeah, you, you you find a way to you keep I them. Mean, you Coney, you move it inside and, until Irving say, comes back, and we'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. You, you know, could keep, I think they did it last year, at least for a little while. They only had three defensive tackles because they had ends who had flex. You could do something like that. I don't. I don't think, love that, but you could. Yeah, I, I I don't think there's ever been not around here, and probably not around a lot of teams where they like we're gonna cut this young pass rusher, you know, with the ability we just don't have to have you know yeah. room for him. But I know what you're saying is how much can you count on him? I mean, now you got guys. Can you rely on Gregory? Can you rely on mm-hmm. um, Tapper? I keep saying Russell. Like he's he's like Ryan Russell to me. He actually just got number. signed signed by Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Because again, that those are yeah. speaking of reliability. It's like okay, who do you take the risk on uh, over here? If it comes down to they're playing somewhat, you know, showing promising moves, who do you keep and yeah. and just risk it? For what you know. it's worth, I believe – I mean, Tapper should have practice squad eligibility because yeah. he, he's played like two career games. We, but yeah. if he plays as well as you're suggesting in this scenario, you can't count on him clearing waivers. Yeah, and no doubt. But, you know, it, it, they say it every year, and I know we talk about all this stuff, what's going to happen and move down the line, but this stuff has a way of working itsel- itself out, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in practice, whether it be an injury or a guy playing really well or not playing well or yeah. something. So, yeah. you know, it's gonna, two weeks from now there's – a week from now, you know, it's yeah. going to be a little different. Well, Derek, who who won our fan favorite player? All right, so we ran two different polls. The first one was uh, which defensive back fans are most interested in seeing, uh, most excited to see Jeff Heath, the winner there. He got 39% of the vote. I'm shocked to hear I'm that. Not. I'm actually not. I think after that play he made in Oakland last year, I think fans he started w- to He be won like, a lot of people He over. did. Fans started to say, hey – Let's be honest. There, there weren't a lot of guys in the secondary that were making plays, not well, big plays that are winning games. And I so, don't say I'm shocked to dog Jeff Heath. I yeah. say I'm shocked because you've got these young players who, I mean, yeah. Xavier Woods could be a, a, the next Pro Bowl yeah. Cowboy safety, or or Cheeto and Jordan have all this potential. So right. the fact well, that they still went with Heath is impressive. Byron Jones was second with 29, Byron, with Cheeto um, with 16, Jordan with 10%, and then Xavier Woods was last with 7%. Um, and then we also ran a poll asking, are you satisfied 
with Heath and Woods as your starting safeties, as we could expect. A resounding <laughs> no. <laughs> what is the percentage what is it? Uh, it was at uh, actually it just dipped again. It was at 88%. Now it's at 94%. Oh. Uh, just went back up a little bit to 79%. It's bouncing around a little bit, but it's that's just it's pretty clear that it's a no. That's but, but just because of who people think they could have. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. You're talking about a guy, again, a guy that will be in the Hall of Fame at some point as a safety, yeah. and you have an opportunity to get him. Well, no matter but how good the guy out here is, it doesn't matter. Hold on. He's not that guy. In, right? in, in 10 words or less, just real quick, Dave, just tell me how Xavier Woods is playing out here. <laughs> um, pretty good from what I can tell. Okay. And you're the one, and we're the ones that are telling these people yeah. what's happening. Right. So they, they don't know anything. When right. Xavier Woods is, is no different than that. They know he's six-time Pro Bowl or, or whoever mm. is over there. So Meanwhile, Earl, Earl's on Instagram straight flexing, just posting <laughs> post after post after post and liking Cowboys posts Let's and go. all that type of stuff. He's loving it. Around. That would be awesome. Dancing around. Let's go. That Let's could get us some happen. hits on the site, don't you think? You think? That, sure would, be will. A, that yeah. would be a big traffic day. <laughs> That's sure. a nice one. All right, guys. That is all the time we have for today thank you so much for tuning in for nick Kidman, derek eagleton david hellman and member garcia this was cowboys break on dallascowboys.com this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!